Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Wow, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's very kind to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, kind of a kind of an awkward transition. Um, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, I think it I think it's important for us to acknowledge together uh, what's happened. Yes, again in our world, in our country, with the shooting at Santa Fe High School this week, and um, I I have no words for that. Uh, you say, well, what do you, what do you think? Wow, man, I think we're all kind of without explanation at this point. Um, yes, I've got opinions. You've got opinions. Um, opinions are getting us nowhere, really. Um, yes, something needs to be done. Uh, no, I can't do it. Uh, and ultimately, you can't either. Uh, we ultimately depend on the hand of God to help guide us through times like this as we're trying to figure out what to do. As we're trying to figure out ways to curve this behavior. And um, so, so instead of us getting on the, we should do this, we should do that, this has got to happen, that's got to happen, why doesn't he, why doesn't she, why don't they, let's just all come to the center for at least a moment. And let's, let's go to our God. And let's ask him to help us and to help those and to help our country. Can you join me? Our Father, here we are again. Unspeakable, horrific, tragic pain. Senseless, unnecessary. And we got more questions than we have answers. And even though opinions are swirling and fingers are pointing, Father, may we look to you and be reminded that we live in a fallen world that desperately needs saving. We desperately need hope. And you're the only one that can bring it. Yes, there's things we can do. Give us wisdom as we figure out what those need to be. The people that make decisions, our officials, our government, those that make those rules. Lord, give them the wisdom that they need. But may we take personal responsibility to love each other, to treat each other, the way you have treated us through Jesus. And if we could just get that right, and so much of this would stop. So Father, I ask that you would give great peace and strength and grace to the families of the victims, to that community, and that you would even help the shooter and the family of the one that did this horrible thing. Help the local churches in that area to be able to surround this community with love and grace and perspective. We don't have answers, but we have you. And so we look to you and we ask you to help us, strengthen us, in Jesus' name.
Amen. We're all skeptics. And maybe one of the reasons why people tend to get so skeptical is stuff like that. We kind of touched on that last week. When these horrific things happen, it, it causes a lot of us to go, hey, what about that? And even though we're all skeptics, maybe by nature, maybe because of something that's happened to us in our lives, yet we still all believe something. We still choose to believe things, even by faith. Even people who are not people of faith put their faith in something. And we reminded you, and this is kind of like part three of a part four kind of experience. So if you've missed part one and two, you're going to want to go back and get caught up on our app or website. So you've got the full picture, but each week we've reminded you and we're going to remind you again today. And I'm just going to let you know, we're going to remind you next week at part four is that the good news is, is that you and I can belong before we believe. That's the way it was with Jesus as people were learning what it meant to believe and trust and follow him. And that's the way it is here at the summit. If you're not sure what you believe or if you believe, hey, you've come to the right place. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Bring your questions. Bring your challenges. Bring your I'm not sure about. Bring your skepticism. Because we believe faith can handle it. So today we're going to dive into a very controversial topic we're going to dive into something that causes a lot of debate and a lot of finger pointing and a lot of, yeah, I can't believe that kind of thing. And, and then in a few minutes towards the end of the service, we're going to do the Q&A thing. So if you can go to the app, click on that, ask a question. If you've got a question about what we're going to be talking about in the next few moments, then ask it. And I'll do my best to get to as many of those that have something to do with our topic today as possible. We're wrestling with this question. Is Jesus the only way to God? Is Jesus the only way to God? And what about all the other religions? What about all the good people in the world, nice people in the world, who sincerely and genuinely believe something different other than Jesus? I mean, isn't it a little bit arrogant? Isn't it a little bit narrow-minded? Isn't it a little bit unfair or exclusive to make such a claim that Jesus would be the only way to God? I mean, that just flies in the face of our culture to say something like that. People go, oh, no, no, no that can't be. Because, see, we're obsessed with tolerance. We're obsessed with tolerance. We're obsessed with... Everybody, 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 everybody's in, everybody wins, nobody loses. So it's just hard for us to accept something like this. And I'm going to suggest to you that the answer to this question is going to require understanding, some logic, some reason, some patience, and ultimately it's going to require faith. So let me jump in and just, just lay it out there, okay? Jesus said, Jesus said, I didn't come up with this. You didn't come up with this. This is not something Christians made up. Before there were any Christians, Jesus said that he is the only way to the relationship with God that we all are looking for. 
and an eternity in heaven. That's what Jesus said. So at this point, and ultimately, if you're like, I don't know about that, and I don't believe that, and I don't think that's right, well, you, you, you're going to have to take that up with Jesus. And I don't mean that in a smart, eloquent way. I'm just trying to put this in perspective. I didn't say this. Christians don't say this. This is said through the mouth of Jesus himself. Now, skeptics and critics say, of course Jesus would say this. That's self-supporting. Of course Jesus would say that he's the only way. Yeah, but when you, when you consider the difference between Christianity, the way of Jesus, and all the other world religions, I think you might begin to discover why Jesus said this, and that when it's all said and done, it, you might be surprised just how much sense, good sense, that makes. So let's look at what Jesus and his followers said. Let's just look at this. John records Jesus as saying, John heard this. He's standing right there. And so he wrote it down. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, not one of many ways. Jesus said, I am the way. No one can come to the Father except through me. Only through me do you get to God, which means only through me, Jesus said, do you get to heaven. Only through me. That's what Jesus said. Years later, Peter, one of Jesus' closest followers, said it like this. There is salvation in no one else. No one else. No one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Not long after that, Paul, the apostle, writes to Timothy, a young pastor, and says... God wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Here's the truth. For there is one God and one mediator, one person to connect God and man, who can reconcile God and humanity. Who is that? The man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. That's huge. So Jesus said he's the only way. Jesus said he's the only way to relationship with God and an eternity in heaven. Now here's what you may not know and you desperately need to know. Here's what you may not realize and you've got to get this. Christianity is not the only religion in the world that claims exclusivity. I want you to consider that. Christianity, Christians are not the only ones, not the only world religion that claims to be the only way. In fact, all of the major world religions say, well, this is the way, this is the only way. However, isn't it interesting that Christians and Christianity is the only world religion that I know that gets a bad reputation for claiming to be the only way. I think that's fascinating. It's a little odd. Christians, Christianity is not the only world religion that claims exclusivity. But boy, they say, well, you Christians are, that's so arrogant. That's so narrow-minded. Well, maybe what they're saying, maybe what they're saying is that the attitude Christians have are arrogant. And that's got to stop. Maybe the way we go about, maybe the way Christians go about living their lives and Interacting with others are prideful and arrogant, and that shouldn't happen. That's got to stop. Yet, 
making the statement, Jesus is the only way to God and we worship Jesus, we follow Jesus, that's not necessarily an arrogant statement. Here's the deal. It's not arrogant if it's true. It's just really clear. Oh, yeah, it's such a big problem with that. Uh, this is what made me think of this. Garth Brooks. How's that for a transition? <laughs> Garth Brooks was doing a concert in Oklahoma City last summer, July of 2017. And in the middle of his concert, uh, there was kind of a commotion out in the crowd. And he come to realize that a young guy had proposed to his girlfriend right there in the concert. I mean, I mean if you're a Garth Brooks fan, I guess that was the ultimate kind of thing and so he stopped everything and he's like oh it's so good and he interacted with them and he said hey, hey hey guys listen um i would love to pay for your honeymoon how about that garth brooks is sending us on a honeymoon he said but the only thing is you'll have to agree to go to hawaii if you will agree to go to hawaii i will pay all expenses paid for your honeymoon the place went nuts. They went crazy. And off to Hawaii, I'm sure they, if they haven't been, they'll, they'll be going soon. You know what didn't happen? News didn't circulate and the buzz wasn't afterwards. Can you believe Garth? With all the money in the world, he told them that the only way he was going to pay for their honeymoon is if they went to Hawaii. What if they had wanted to go to Tennessee? Gatlinburg, baby. I mean, right? What if they wanted to go to Alaska? We pay for it. He wouldn't go pay for it only for Hawaii. That's so narrow. Could you believe Garth Brooks? That's why I don't like country music, right? <laughs> Nobody said that. Nobody did that. That's ridiculous. Yet that's the kind of thinking that's behind the response to. Jesus saying he's the only way. But when you consider, when you consider the difference between what Jesus offers and the other world religions, the light begins to come on. Let's just look at it. What separates Christianity from other world religions? Well, for starters, the resurrection of its leader is a pretty big deal. He's alive. All of the other leaders of all the other world religions are pushing up daisies. I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's just a fact of life. Jesus predicted his own death, burial, and resurrection, and then executed it to perfection, and he pulled it off, just like he said it would go down. Amazing. That, in and of itself, right there, is noteworthy. I mean, you just can't ignore that. It's not a myth. Eyewitness account from hundreds of people in the first century that had been accurately recorded and passed on. Jesus is alive. But let's go to something else. Something that I like to describe as do versus done. Do versus done. And let me say it like this. With all the other world religions outside of Christianity, they are based on a do system. It's all about what you do, what you do, and you have to do this and then do that and then do this and work really hard to do this over here. And there's so many things you have to do, so many hoops you have to jump through, and then we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how you measure up to everybody else. We'll see at the end of your life, and there's really no guarantee, and you may not know 
until you die, how it all turns out. You contrast that with Jesus, his offer. And the offer of Christianity through Jesus is the exact opposite. It's not about do, it's about done. Jesus said, I will come give my perfect life. He came and lived a perfect life, something you and I could never do, even though we might try. And then he gave his perfect life as a sacrifice for all of the things we've ever done wrong, past, present, and future. And he says, it's through me and what I have already done that you can be connected with God. So all you have to do is just receive what I've done. All you have to do is receive what I've done. Just take it like a gift. I've done it, you just take it. And that everybody who takes what I've done, new life on earth, eternal life forever with God and his people in heaven. Do versus done. Listen carefully. Jesus's offer of love and sacrifice and forgiveness to the world is the most inclusive offer the world has ever seen. Because this is what Jesus says, basically. You want to get to God? You want to get to heaven? Well, it's only through me. But Everyone is welcome. I've done it for everyone. Anybody can come. All they got to do is say, I'll take it. All they got to do is say, yes, sign me up for that. All they have to do is receive it. Paul writes to the Romans in the first century, this is beautiful. We are made right in God's sight when we trust in Jesus. That's receiving what Jesus has done. When we trust in Jesus to take away our sins, and I love this, and we can all see how inclusive that is. You say, well, what does all mean? It means all. We can all be saved in the same way, no matter who we are or what we've done. No matter who we are or what we've done. You don't understand who I am. Doesn't matter who you are. You don't understand what I've done. You don't understand my past. You don't understand what I've been guilty of. Doesn't matter. No matter who we are or what we've done, we can all be saved in the same way. Now, now, now here's the deal. It's through Jesus. That's not arrogant. That's not exclusive. That's not narrow. That's just very, very clear and very, very simple. And between me and you, personally, I'm glad that God made it that clear. So I don't have to live my life going, is it this way, is it that way, is it this way, is it that way? Am I in, am I out, how much, how good, I'm not sure. Jesus just clarified it. Jesus is the only way to God in an eternity with heaven. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, and we're getting ready to do Q&A here in a little bit, so let me just go ahead and answer the big one. What about people who've never heard about Jesus? If they've not heard about Jesus, they don't know about Jesus, and Jesus is the only way, what about that? Now, this is a huge question. With a lot of stuff that we could say, let me give you the highlights, and then we'll wrap this time up together. First of all, God is fair and just. You got to start there. God's fair. He's always fair. He can't do anything but be fair. He is just. It means he does everything he does is right. Nothing he does is wrong. You have to start there. In fact, let's, let's see what in the New Testament we find this about God. 
He does not want anyone to perish. So he's given more time for everyone, everyone to repent. Now that word repent means to change your mind about who God is, change your mind about who Jesus is, and what it takes to be connected with him. God's fair. He wants everyone to get in on this. He doesn't want anyone to miss out on this. So just know that. God's not up there in heaven going, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Almost not. Okay, yes. Oh, so close. Too bad. So sad. No, no. When he sent his son, he sent his son for everyone. That is true. Also know this. No one is exempt. No one is exempt. We're, We're all sinners. Everybody. This is what Paul writes. We saw a little bit of this last week, but let's look at it again. For the truth about God that God exists, is known to them, and he's talking about humanity, us, okay, us, instinctively. In other words, even if you don't have a Bible, even if you've never been to church, even if no one has ever told you the information that God exists, just looking around at the world, instinctively, you know, now I didn't do this. Frank didn't do this. Sue didn't do this. God has put this knowledge in their hearts. That's pretty clear. Let's keep going. From the time the world's created, we saw this last week, people have seen the earth and the sky and all that God made so that they can clearly see, clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature so that they have no excuse whatsoever, no excuse whatsoever for not Knowing God. Okay? God is fair and just. No one is exempt. And somehow, some way, let's go to the next one, God will make a way. For those who have never heard about him. For those who have never heard about his son Jesus. Somehow, some way, God will make a way. For anyone who responds positively to, oh man, God must exist. God, God is out there somewhere. I want to know more. I want to know more. I don't know how God does it. And you can say, how is that possible? I don't know. But I've seen it happen time and time again. I have friends in third world countries, uh, friends and missionaries all over the world that describe them experiencing this with people that have never heard about Jesus time and time and time again. I don't know how God does it. Ultimately, that's on him, but God will make a way. Look at this. This what Paul writes to Titus. This is fantastic stuff. In the New Testament, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So God has revealed enough about himself. If people will respond positively to it, to all people in order for them to take their next steps and somehow God gets the information to them, somehow God gets what they need to know to them for them to respond to him. So how's he doing? I don't know. That's above my pay grade. I, I don't know. That's on God. That's God's job. And he does it very well. You know what our job is? This last part. What about people who've never heard about Jesus? God is fair and just. No one is exempt. God will make a way somehow, and God sends us. God sends you. God sends me. Yeah, you. He said, well, I'm not a pastor. So? God sends you. God sends us. Hey, if it bothers you, if it bothers you, if this question kind of eats away at your conscience, 
What about those who've never heard? What about those? I mean, if that's your deal, right, then go do something about it. Guess what God's plan is to solving that problem? It's you. This is what he said to his followers right before he left earth. And you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. He wasn't talking to the 12 disciples. He was talking about his followers, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He said, well, I'm not in those places. Okay, that's not the point. The point is, what he was telling them, you, you're up. You're up to bat. If this bothers you people, go do something about it. That's the plan. That's the way I want it to work. You start local and go global. You start local and you go global. You start in your own backyard, your own neighborhood, the people you work with, your own family, and then you go across the world. And together, God sends us. God sends me. God sends you. What about people who've never heard? Jesus still. Jesus is still the way. And I, I, I know, I know, I know. Let's, let's ask this question. We've been gutsy enough together to wrestle with it. We've got to keep going there. What if we're wrong? Dun, 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 dun. What if we're wrong? What if Jesus is not the only way to God? Or what if Jesus is the way, but other ways are okay too? Just pick a way. Now, mind you, this goes against what Jesus said. And you would think since he came from the Father, he would know. He would know how to get there, right? So let's lay that aside just for a second. Just for the sake of argumentation, what if we're wrong? What if Jesus is not the only way? Well, if Jesus is not the only way, then you and I who believe that Jesus is the only way have just chosen a different path than everybody else has chosen to get to God. We've chosen the Jesus way. We've just chosen a different path. But if Jesus is right, and all the evidence, starting with the resurrection, points to the fact that he is, this is a watershed decision. This is a big moment. All the evidence suggests we are not wrong because Jesus is not wrong. And I don't know about you, but I I would rather err on the side of faith in Jesus I mean, if I'm going to be wrong, I mean, I think I'd be okay if I got to heaven and been like, what are you doing here? You didn't believe in Jesus. Who let him in? You know, it's no big deal then, right? And you say, oh, yeah, I missed that one. I mean, Jesus is the way. He just wasn't the only way. Oh, huh. maybe I was narrow-minded. <laughs> but I'm in heaven, right? So we're all good. Fist bumps for everybody. But according to what Jesus said, That's not the case. Jesus said, Jesus said that he is the only way to relationship with God and eternity in heaven. I know some of you are thinking that, well, that means my family's wrong. That means my friends are wrong. And I don't know if I can accept this and because that means they're wrong. And, And listen, it would be much better for you to receive this truth yourself than to reject the truth just because of how it might indirectly indict those you love. You receive this truth and then help them. You receive this truth and then live a life of transformation in front of them in such a way that they're going, man, if God can change them, maybe this is real. Maybe Jesus is legit. But Jesus said, so the question, the question is, are you trusting in Jesus as the only way? 
Are you trusting in Jesus? Everybody can trust in Jesus. And everyone's invited to put their trust in Jesus. I hope you're doing that. And if not, you can do that right now. Go. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for making this crystal clear for us in the middle of a culture that is obsessed with tolerance where everyone wants to be seen as right and okay and good. It's impossible for things that are in direct opposition to one another to all be right. And so Jesus came and clarified it and let us know that he is the only way. I personally thank you for that clarity and the simplicity of Jesus' statement. So now may we respond to a world that doesn't know and to a world maybe that doesn't care. May we respond and help us to trust in Jesus and to help others. Even those who haven't heard of Jesus, may we know you've sent us to help them know and help us all take our next trusting steps to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. You can be seated. Oh, my goodness, these are fantastic questions, um, and a ton of them. So you can stop sending them in now. All right, holy cow. Okay, all right. Uh, first of all, uh, Jason Reich, R-E-I-C-H, you drove a Jeep here. Um, guest services wants me to have you meet them in the lobby. And so, it's all good, we're, we're good, everything's good. I was just told to say that. All right, let's get to these questions. Uh, let me try to get to some quick ones here. Um, in Kernersville, someone said, I'm a Christian trying to live by faith. Does constant questioning and occasionally doubt make me less of a Christian? Absolutely not. Matter of fact, you can just pull up a seat beside me and we'll do that together, okay? Um, because God's big and the world's huge and um, there's no way we understand it all. We don't know it all and we're constantly learning and so questions are good. Doubt is normal if you're a human. We talked about that in week one. So if you miss week one, go back and watch that. Um, Andrew from Kernersville says, what about those who have and will never hear of Jesus like people in North Korea? Okay, great question. Don't assume, don't assume, don't assume that God can't reach the people of North Korea. In fact, FYI, South Korea is one of the strongest believing countries in the world and their neighbors. And I know for a fact of all kinds of underground stuff going on, okay, it, it happens, and it may not be your assignment and my assignment, it doesn't mean that God ain't doing it. In fact, some of the largest, most life-changing churches in the world are in South Korea, doing phenomenal. And matter of fact, they're starting to send missionaries to America. I'm not joking. I'm not joking, right? Because we need it, gang. All right, so anyway, just FYI. Okay, this one came in twice. Sarah from Jamestown and Jane from Kernersville was asking questions about what about babies, um, people with special needs, um, 
people, uh, babies, people, people with special needs, people that do not have the mental capacity to understand the message of Jesus. Okay, the baby thing, uh, and I think this kind of applies to both. In the Old Testament, we have this moment when King David lost uh, a child who was a baby. And in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, he refers to his child, his baby, being in heaven, and said something, and I'm going to paraphrase here, you can't come to me, but one day I will come to you. And so in all indications of scripture, God holds people accountable to what they understand, what they can understand, okay? If someone doesn't have the mental capacity to be able to look at the world and intrinsically know there must be a God, and then to ask questions, and then to respond to a message about Jesus, God's not going to hold them responsible for what they cannot comprehend, what they cannot learn. Um, but, but also know this, okay? The message of Jesus is on a child level, okay? So we don't know. We don't know. You would be surprised at people that have put their trust in Jesus and are trusting in Jesus. But in situations where you do have an infant, baby, or someone with special needs, and there's a learning gap there, um, God will certainly uh, fill in those gaps, and we trust him to do that. Um, my wife and I had two miscarriages, or she did, between the birth of our two children. And so we have two children on earth, and two children we believe we will see in heaven. Our two easy, compliant children. <laughs> God took them. Don't understand that. We'll talk about that in heaven. <laughs> uh, Brian from Jamestown said Coke or Pepsi. Seriously? Coke. Anyway. All right, let's see here. Down to, okay, doesn't the Christian tolerance allow us to accept other religions, other religious followers who seek their own spiritual path to another afterlife? Sandra from Oak Ridge, great question. So, okay, like, and basically I think what you're referring to is the fact that we're supposed to be nice, right? So Christians, we, we're really, you know, supposed to be really nice. And that, that's kind of our, our spiritual word for tolerance, and um, here's the deal. I, I, I would love nothing more than to say, hey, everybody gets a prize. Everybody wins. I mean, I would love to do what we do, you know, in, in children's sports. I wish that applied spiritually as well, that everybody gets a prize whether they win or not, um, just for showing up and being alive kind of thing. Um, but see, you have to come back to what Jesus said, what Jesus said. And what Jesus said is he's the only way. What Jesus said. I think that's extremely important. And there's no doubt what Jesus said. And there's really no doubt what Jesus meant by what he said. And so this really comes down to not my opinion, your opinion, or you're wanting to be nice and me wanting to be tolerant and all this kind of stuff. God's got all of that wrapped up. We have to trust him and go with what Jesus said. Uh, a couple of people asked this question. Let me get down here to it. Uh, in fact, no, no. Four, four people asked this question. It came in from Jamestown, Amy, uh, Gary in Kernersville, Anna in Kernersville, and, and someone else, uh, talking about the people who lived before Jesus, okay? How can you believe in Jesus? You know, all these people that lived and died before Jesus was around. Okay, here's the deal. This is a very complex question, but let me give you the long and short of it. Everyone is saved by faith. Everyone is saved by faith. No one is saved by works. No one is saved by doing good things. And that is true Old Testament 
and New Testament, before Jesus and after Jesus. In the Old Testament, people were saved by their faith in God and that he would provide a way in the future. Jesus in the future, they just didn't know his name, right? He, he's coming in the future. God is a faithful God and we want to honor him with our lives, but God is a God who will provide a way for us and we put our trust in him. And so now Jesus came, and so now everybody after Jesus goes, he's the way, that's the guy, he's the one, he's the Messiah, he's the chosen one. So we put our faith in Jesus looking back. People before Jesus would put their faith looking forward. So it's faith either way. Okay, Uh, let me get down, nope, not doing that one. Okay, Okay, I'm a Christian. Oh, nope, did that. Oh my goodness, these are great. Oh, here's, here's this one's fun. Once you've accepted Jesus into your heart, um, are you in for good? Hmm. So there's no way to get kicked out, basically. And there's like five or six of you asked this question. This is a big one. You guys must be really screw-ups. Like, I'm in. I got some sinning I want to do. <laughs> We're going to Vegas next week. And, uh, right? That's what you're wanting to know. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. We're going to talk about a lot of that next week. Okay? Next week, we're going to talk about how can you know for sure? How can you know for sure? If Jesus is the only way, how can you know for sure? So let me give you the quick answer. Then come back next week for a, a broader understanding. Um, you're not saved by works. And so since you're not saved by works, being good didn't get you in. Being bad doesn't get you kicked out. It's logic, okay? Besides, if being good got you in, how good? And if being bad gets you kicked out, how bad? Is it, is it a white lie, gray lie, black lie? Two, three, seven, two a day? You know, as long as you're under, or or as long as you sin a little bit less than everybody on your street. (laughs) I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, you're the inner out, and it's faith in Jesus. This is why, and again, I I don't want to get too far into this because we're going to talk about it next week. What Jesus did for you and I is done. And when Jesus breathed his last breath, and right before that, he said the words, it is finished. What he meant was finished, done. I've done everything that needs to be done. All you need to do is put your trust in me. No more trying, no more working, no more. I hope I'm good enough. I hope I'm holy enough. I hope I, I hope I, no, we can know because of Jesus. All right, more next week, more next week. So just know that. Somebody had a question and uh, we, we will probably wrap up with this one. Someone had a question about um, other people who believe in Jesus, but they go to different kinds of churches, and so they say different kinds of things about Jesus, basically denominations, right? And so, and, and then they ask, you know, who are we at the summit, and, and how do we handle that? Well, well, first of all, uh, it's important to know that denominations are not in the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament. I don't care what version you read, whether you read it in Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, English, German, Latin, you're not going to find any, 
okay? And I'm saying this because I was raised, this was huge for me to learn. I was raised Baptist, Southern Baptist, okay? That's the way I was raised. Um, you're not supposed to know that. I'm, I go to BA meetings on Tuesday nights. So <laughs> I'm in recovery. I'm doing better, though. I got my chip. That's, or Bible. Yeah, they give out Bibles. They don't give out chips. Right? And so this was huge for me to realize. Right? Because we were told, we were told, you know, John the Baptist was the first Baptist. <laughs> That's so funny. Because it's wrong. It's wrong. All right, so maybe some of you, you know, have Presbyterian backgrounds, Moravian, Methodist, you know, all, all, all this kind of stuff. And some, it's kind of like a, this church has been from the very beginning like a melting pot. And, and I love that, because I think, I think heaven's going to be a lot like that. But here's the deal. Denominations are all man-made, all man-made, all man-made. And basically, denominations were created uh, because of disagreements and fights and arguments of disunity. And they just kind of get in the way. Uh, now, there are a lot of well-meaning people that believe Jesus is the only way to God. They believe that Jesus is the way, Jesus is the Savior, but they just disagree on a bunch of other stuff, so they, call, they group themselves up and give themselves names, Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists, Moravians, yada, 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 and they all think they're right, but they all can't be right. Everybody's going to get to heaven and realize we were wrong on something, right? And, and so it's, it's important to understand, important to understand that these denominations are things that we made up. Here at the summit, we are a non-denominational church. This means we're not a denomination. Um, and it doesn't mean denominations are bad. It's like Grandpa said. It ain't that we again them. We just ain't them. <laughs> right? We just ain't one. Um, people are hard enough. To, our philosophy is people are hard enough to reach as it is. Why put a label in front of all of this and make it even more difficult? Because, you know, like, I, oh, Baptists. Well, I know Baptists. I ain't going to that church. Oh, Presbyterians. Oh, Presbyterians. They drink, the, you know, they drink wine. Oh, you know. Oh, Moravians. Oh, I love that Luffy stuff, man. That's just great stuff. But I, I knew a guy, my boss was a Moravian. And I don't know. Oh, Methodists, you know. Oh, the, see, see what I'm saying? Oh, none of that stuff has anything to do with Jesus. None of it. So let's keep Jesus to focus. Now, I firmly believe to share eternity with Methodists, Presbyterians. Is this the Oscars? Are they playing music to get me off the stage? What is this? Did you guys hear that? I hope you guys did that because if you guys didn't do that, then somebody else is trying to get me off the stage. Right? Holy cow. <laughs> Give me a moment. I don't know if you heard that in Jamestown Oak Ridge, but holy music just started playing right there. Just the first for me. What was I saying? I have no idea. Okay. Okay, so, uh, oh, yeah, we're a non-denominational church, and we just want to reach people for Jesus. Jesus is the focus. Jesus is the main thing. And come next week, and we will wrap up this series as we talk about stuff we all tend to be skeptical about. Thanks a lot. See you next time. <laughs>